มาสมุทัสนะโมทัสสะภะคะวะโตอะระหันโตสมมาสมุทัสนะโมทัสสะภะคะวะโตอะระหันโตสมมาสมุทัสสะบุตังธรรมังสังขังนมัสสะมิ Hey, a few words this evening on uh, just contemplating the states of mind. Jitanu pasana, or the jitta, the main, the mind, the mood. Yeah, the aramana in the, uh, that we experience. Being able to to uh, contemplate that, to look at it, to recognize it as an object. I mean, if you look now, just contemplate the, the, your own mood or mental state. See what. You don't have to label it as anything. You can just be aware of it as it's this way. Which is, we can see it in uh, just as we sit, uh, just attitudes of, of um, practice. How we can uh, have certain kind of agendas, or certain views, or certain uh, obsessions or compulsions that uh, that are that. Say we tend to, we, we operate from rather than contemplate as objects. It's like the idea of winter's retreat meditation can can uh, send us off into a, into a kind of a reaction and assumption that we we never notice. We just we we have views, opinions, attitudes, habits about retreats and meditation, and then we always tend to. Uh, maybe follow those habits. We develop. We can become habitual meditators. We can becoming a meditator is a habit. That uh, we can feel that we we feel guilt if we aren't meditating or we don't have so many hours a day in meditation because we're attached to views about meditation about ourselves. About meditation, about what we should do, and how things should be. Or you can see your own just how how words affect you. Somebody's name. And you can observe, just say somebody mentions somebody you don't like, and you can feel you can feel a, a kind of a feeling of aversion arising in the mind. Or somebody that uh, you feel you have resentments about, or somebody that you feel bitter toward, or or that, and you, that just the name, and you can observe a kind of mental uh, uh, something that comes into into the mind that is uh, quite unpleasant. Then you you and trying to just observe the feeling or the the mood of it, the aramana of it, rather than. Then analyze it because it goes into words. Then, if somebody says Hitler, then then you then a certain feeling arises. 
they can just observe Hitler. We can we can just uh, say in the monastic life we we can uh, mention names that inspire us. Or like when we say Lung Po Cha, that tends to uh, for most of us the kind of that we have happy memories or we have a lot of faith or trust. Say Dalai Lama, and then the Theravada mind says he's Tibetan. <laughs> <laughs> then if you if you notice just this uh, you know, to to be aware of just this this uh, the way things can arise a mood can arise or a sense of of despair or or feeling of of just uh weariness or or boredom and you can you can observe it as a as a mental state, and then relate that to the to the silence of the mind, like developing the meditation on the sound of silence. And you can just through through uh, say bringing into consciousness uh, the emotional habits, and then so that you you're willing to uh, to accept those habits, you're willing to, to, to feel and to be with maybe a negative mental state. And, and then, then uh, with that feeling, you can uh, use the sound of silence as a way of, of concentrating, of staying, of accepting, of, of, of being with that state, with that feeling. And then, then you you have the concentration with the silence to to also uh, let it be what it is, and then it it's, uh, it fades out. It has a kind of fading out. This is this is how I experience it, fading out experience. So working with the like like. With uh, so much samatha practices that people try, there always it's the, the emphasis is so much on controlling the mind and on on uh, suppressing negative states. So that you're you're kind of that's why one needs to have a say for for that type of samatha practice, you need to have a place where uh, it's very quiet and and you you things aren't going to disrupt you and and things aren't going to uh, they bring a lot of negativity into your mind because you're you're going to try to suppress uh, suppress the nivaranas anyway and uh, to gain this this uh, concentration through through suppression or through sensory deprivation through through uh, trying to find a situation where things aren't particularly uh, doesn't do not arouse negative uh, mental state. I remember in trying to do samatha practice in Thailand and go off, I found community life too difficult because it, uh, people bring up too many negative mental reactions in my mind. So, go off alone. 
off to, and then I remember going off alone to, uh, to uh, develop my my uh, my jhanas and uh, and all other kinds of things. I mean, there, there was uh, wind storms, and then there was fevers, and then there was terrible food, and then there was there's always something that kind of uh, you know you kept thinking. I remember uh, being offered a chance. Uh, after I came back from India, I was offered a chance to go to this place in uh, Chonbury where I would be able to live in a very nice uh, little house all to myself with vegetarian food and uh, no interruptions. And, and uh, I could just develop my concentration in the idyllic situation completely supported by a Chinese family and, uh, and uh, I would uh, not have any responsibilities, not have any interference. And uh, it sounded like a dream come true, but I didn't go. <laughs> because something in me knew that that, was, that wasn't what I was in this life for. It wasn't to, to do that. To, to set myself up or to to try to to that seemed to me you know I could see just the defilement of of my self obsession my own views uh, the the kind of things that were really troublesome weren't the disruptions from others or nature or fevers it was uh, it was just uh, an obsession with myself and uh, in a, a whole kind of ongoing uh, attempt to, to suppress or deny and to get rid of myself. But this way that I've been describing is a, is a meditation practice. I found it very effective because uh, helpful to, to, because when you have, when you develop the, that uh, sound of silence, you do, you, you then have a kind of resting place, a way of concentrating the mind that I find very effective, much more so than than Anapanasati. And then then it uh, also allows for negative, then you, you feel you can allow uh, anger or un- negative or unpleasant or, or threatening feelings into your consciousness. You feel it's a, you, you, you know how to do it. You have, you feel a confidence that, that now you're, you're not just going to kind of get stuck in the, in, 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 in the same old mental habits of analyzing yourself and always coming out feeling a, a sense of despair about yourself. Because uh, when, you're, when you're trying to figure out why you hate somebody or why you, you, you're the way you are and why uh, life has to be like this and, and you... You, 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 the two extremes of, of either just going around thinking about yourself and trying to figure out why and you come up with all kinds of maybe clever uh, ideas about it and, and or, you, or you're just trying to get away from it. It's so unpleasant or so boring or so dreary to think about yourself like that that you just want to just uh, 
destroy those kind of mental states. So those are the two extremes. Gama Sukhali Kanu Yoko Atikilamatanu Yoko. The indulgence and the suppression, which is what we do. Those are the way we tend to react out of ignorance. Those are those are kind of natural reactions. Pleasure, happiness, love, beauty. Uh, we want. We want to indulge in it. We want to, or or we or what we're used to. Like a lot of, uh, uh, we like to maybe analyze ourselves, or we we're used to analyzing or thinking about ourselves. We're trying to figure out why we are the way we are. So, it's it's easy to do. It's a kind of happiness or ease of just thinking uh, the, in, the, in the, those kind of analytical ways about ourselves. But then, then the result is, uh, is that no matter how clever you might be in figuring out why uh, you are the way you are, you still end up with, uh, with a view of yourself, which it just goes around in circles. It just, it just keeps reinforcing the cycle. No way you can get outside the cycle by, by thinking about yourself. And then, then the then the other thing is I want I don't want to think anymore. I just want to stop thinking. I, I want to just uh, if I could only just stop thinking, just uh, make my mind stop. Practice meditation. And you read about the the four efforts, and then that effort. Everybody picks up on that effort about clenching your teeth and putting your tongue up against the palate of your mouth and trying to kind of murder your thoughts and just do a, a total act of will that's uh, going to just stop everything like that. Try to sustain that effort for very long. So the the, the atakila matanu yoko is the, is the, is the way of uh, kind of self torture and denial and and, dis, and destruction. And to like the Siddhartha, the ascetic Gautama, and the, after the leaving the palace, the atakila matanu yoko is to deny any kind of pleasure, like eating bird dropping like this. It would certainly be a hard practice to maintain. <laughs> when when Sujata, the, the village girl, comes along with the milk rice, in the movie, the little Buddha, they had just ordinary rice. I like the idea of milk rice. That milk rice always is, is very delicious, and it's soft, and, and it's luxurious. At least the milk rice that, that uh, Sri Lankan people like to make is very, very, very delicious. Very kind of soft, like ice cream, and you know, it's not, you know, it's not like brown rice or healthy and nourishing and, and organic. It's a complete kind of giving in to, 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 to the pleasure of, to a good taste, something pleasant. To contemplate in, the, in your own experience of meditation, you know, if you, 
if you're just trying to concentrate on the breath uh, as a as an object, and then you, it, it's uh, people find that very frustrating usually because it, uh, after years of trying to do it, uh, it people don't uh, seem to to feel they're getting anywhere with it, uh, and so it's because the the attitude is one of of uh, trying to concentrate, hold your attention on the breath, uh, rather than trying to kind of get samadhi or get some kind of concentration out of doing that, rather than 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 kind of uh, surrendering to the breath, the attitude of of relaxing with the breath. And the, the, so the, the, the one is a very willful imposition, isn't it, of the mind, where you're forcing your mind and, and, and with your ideas about practice in trying to get something by suppressing. And the other is an attitude of, of, of relaxing, of, of watching, of, of surrendering, of these, these more gentle uh, suggestions to the mind. I think are very helpful, especially to Western people who have often have very aggressive uh, natures and very uh, uh, habits of their, you know, of the projection and attaining and getting things. Very much a, a cultural uh, uh, problem that we all have. Is we tend to approach life through trying to through projections onto it, through trying to to get something out of it. So in, uh, say, in, in um, monastic life, the attitude isn't much more helpful to think of in terms of, of surrendering to, to life, to the, to the form, of, uh, of just, uh, of, of uh, not trying to, to make yourself into to some kind of super monk or nun, but, but uh, learning to relax, learning to trust, learning to uh, develop uh, the the mindfulness, the the patience, with the with the uh, the conventions, the things that uh, that we are involved with that affect our lives. And with the uh, contemplating the bottom, the, the four foundations of mindfulness, for example. Are, the, the body itself, the, the gaya, gaya nupasana satipatthana, is it? Is, now that is uh, observing the, your own body, contemplating. What do we mean by contemplating? Or reflecting upon the body. This body here, right, you can see it with my own eyes, feel it, I'm in, in it. Like this, it's always with you. So it's it's it, 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 so we we think use things like posture, like the four postures: sitting, standing, walking, lying down, the breathing, the anapanasati, contemplating the four elements of of earth, fire, water, and air. Is a way of looking at your body in a different way of contemplating just the. Say the, the solid element, 
inertia, the solid, the hard element, or the the uh, water, the, the uh, cohesive element. Looking at the same thing, uh, what what in your body is is liquid, and and just uh, contemplating the the liquid things of your own body. It's a different way of looking at your body, contemplating its nature, than you do, say, if you're thinking of it in terms of yourself. We don't think of ourselves as liquid. I don't. I think of myself as, as, as blood and lymph and uh, sweat and grease <laughs> pus. Like this, you don't. You don't like to think of yourself in terms of of the liquids of your body, the urine. Am I urine? No, that doesn't make sense, does it? Nobody, nobody uh, would think themselves as yours. They're a bit cracked. But yet, it's uh, we think of ourselves. How do we think of ourselves in a body? What, what does my face look like? Do I look nice? You like the way I look? <laughs> I used to have very lovely eyebrows. <laughs> Being a Thai monk, that destroyed that one. So when we, we think of our, our bodies, and, or we think, we think in terms of, of, an into, of vanity or just habit, habitual ways of, of uh, seeing our bodies, or just not bothering. When you get this age, you don't, you've given up. <laughs> vanity is not really the problem at this age, is it? But the, uh, but you, you can, you see, you can ignore it. Just ignore the, the whole thing. Or, they bring attention to the fire element, the heat. Think of your body as heat. Contemplate heat. What is heat? Heat and cold. Is it, this is a fire body. Heat, the hot body. And then, then uh, they air, the motion, the wind, the, that, that they go through the body, the breath, the breathing. And so the, the, this, uh, and then we can bring into uh, space and consciousness. They have the six elements, akasa and, and vinyana. Contemplating space, and consciousness, because these are a very interesting thing to do, I find. Consciousness is uh, something that, that is, uh, that we're, we're so, like, the, so much, uh, with, we are, this, we are experiencing consciousness, but, and so we, we uh, you know, it's something that, that is our life itself, from birth to death. 
But yet it's like the fish in the water. You're right in it, so you, you don't even notice it. You don't notice it. Where a fish can't reflect on the nature of water. But we can, where human mind can reflect on consciousness. You can contemplate consciousness. What is consciousness is like this. And so you're, you're, you're kind of attentively watching and listening, paying attention, noticing. Just by using the perception of consciousness, the vijnana, as, a, as something to to note, to 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 begin to reflect upon it. What is it? And that you can and use words or teachings to contemplate this experience of of being in a in a human body in, as a separate being, and the experience of consciousness, which is subject and object of being. The whole life, isn't it? Of, of, as a separate being, we're in this state of of this conscious form that is impinged upon by the objects, by the what we see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. And then the Buddha takes it to mano vijnana, which is mental consciousness, where the mental states are seen as objects. Language. Isn't it? thought, emotion, feeling. Now if you don't know how to stop thinking, then of course you 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 can you just go around figuring it out and end up with an, an endlessly quibble about what does vinyana actually mean and what's the best definition of sankara and all that, but like the academics do. But the but but the, the point of it is is to uh, is to be able to recognize to to know it in a, in a direct way. So that's why the, with the sound of silence, it helps to stop the thinking process. It gives you space, mental space, and, and so it it uh, and that gives you perspective on on your thoughts and on your feelings the way feelings arise in consciousness. Interesting, just to, to observe how just words, uh, or, or tone of voice, somebody says something in a certain tone of voice, you feel a certain feeling arise. Or, to, to bring up the things in your life that, that uh, say, uh, that give you a lot of suffering. Memories or or uh, uh, bitterness and, and resentments of the past and how these, these, uh, these if you're just suppressing them, it, I mean you can, you can uh, keep them in bay for a while but then somebody says them or they come up again and then you feel the same kind of rage or negative state than, than you did 20 years ago. <laughs> So, <laughs> you just want to, you know, if you want to just hide away to where you're, 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 you're uh, you know, leave me alone and don't, I don't want anything to, to affect me because uh, I, I just, 
can't bear to be reminded of this, so I don't want to remember anymore. I just want to, to live a nice, peaceful life, no, dis, no disruptions, and where I, life isn't going to, to remind me of unpleasant things. But noting how people die, you begin to realize that you don't get out of anything in this life. Uh, you know, just watching you know, with my father, for example, just, uh, just uh, how at the age of 90 he had to work through before he died all kinds of childish suppressed anger and childish emotions and, and that, that, uh, that he'd never uh, resolved. In his, uh, in his life, and it all comes in the, in the death, in the, the time at the end of your life. You don't, if you don't know how to resolve these things in your, before you die, and, and as you go along in life. Like what we're doing with meditation in the, as seminar, is learning how to resolve things as we, as we flow along with life. More and more you feel, uh, ability to to just be with life as it is, so that you're not holding back, you're not you're not reinforcing habit, you're not uh, just trying to avoid anything unpleasant or trying to protect yourself from any any pain or misery, because all of that is, is karma, it, it, in, in, inevitably it, it fails you, you, you know, the, the more you try to control and, and uh, manipulate the world around you, uh, uh, that can be very heavy karma and it always ends up in a disaster. You don't get away with it. So in, the, in, the, in this, this way, it's... Uh, you know, this is the way out of suffering. The Buddha was saying this is the way out of suffering. There is a way out of suffering. And he, and he gave very good instructions on how to do it with the, with the Dhammajaka Sutta, brilliant teaching. Through this contemplation of the way things are. Suffering origin, causes, the, the gamadana, bhavadana, vipavadana, the attachment, upadana, that's something to really observe. What is upadana, or holding, attaching, clinging to the five khandhas? And that's the Buddhist way of talking. But, but uh, try to observe that in your, in your own experience, and not just see it as some Buddhist uh, teaching, but try, try to recognize what dukkha, desire, and grasping, holding things, uh, what it is in your, as experience, as habit. And so, by uh, uh, letting it, say, in, in the, the negative mental states uh, and moods into consciousness, by letting them be what they are, and being able to, to, to sit with them, and that, that means that, the, that you're not grasping out of ignorance anymore. You're letting something be what it is. And, and, then, you're, and then, it's, then its nature is to change. So you're realizing its, 
presence, and then it, it when it when it uh, ceases, you're you're also aware of the cessation of suffering. Like when you're sitting, uh, say, for an hour in the meditation center, retreat center. Sometimes you get into, one can get into very negative, kind of restless feelings, and, and, uh, and, and negative states arise in the mind, and you kind of, you've determined to sit for the hour, and so you're going to just kind of put up with it uh, as, a, as an act of will, and, uh, and, and so these negative feelings arise. And then, uh, uh, determined to, to kind of stay with the sound of silence and, and observe that, that feeling of, of just uh, wanting, of feeling restless and wanting to go. Just to, to be with that feeling. Not trying to get rid of it, but just recognizing it as a, as a mental state. Being with it. And, uh, and, and, and staying with it, willing to feel it. And then, then if, you, if, you, if you do that, if you really stay with it, then it ceases. And you're, you're aware, you feel this sense of well-being afterwards. After you let it go and it ceases, you're really peaceful. Not that, it's a cessation, isn't it? The realizing cessation of of uh, the, ab- the absence of, of uh, dukkha, the absence of suffering. And then the, the, the habitual mind will suddenly want to, uh, you know, oh, this is nice, I want more of this. Beware of that, but you can be aware of that of uh, anything pleasure like cessation is is a kind of because it's not suffering it's it's it has it, it's pleasure it's pleasant so so then the desire mind for wants wants cessation so then we practice in order to get cessation but that doesn't work is it? so I, why uh, one needs to really be aware of of what desire is, desire and grasping. So you, you know, you know your enemy. You know everything about them. You know the whole, the whole process. There's no way that, you know, and you can always, uh, and, and it's very clearly described in, in the Buddhist teaching. So what I'm, I'm trying to do is bring these noble truths into uh, something that is, uh, that you can realize. Like people talk about cessation, niroda, as, uh, as a something, a, a great attainment. And it's something very difficult. And as long as we, we hold to these views about it being uh, anything other than, it's a natural way of things. Cessation is, is is a part of, of our experience, not anything uh, that is uh, 
rare or or high or all that difficult. It matters just no, noticing it, recognizing, realizing it. Then, then you know the path, the samaditi, the 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 way to practice. The, it becomes very clear the right understanding through this contemplation of these three, the first three noble truths. The the eightfold path becomes is apparent, and to develop then the pavana is a developing, cultivating that. So you through the realization cessation, you you. You reckon, you you know for certain there is a way of non-suffering. That it's not just a theory, uh, or that somebody else is, or somebody else can do it, but that you haven't, you can't. You, you you know that 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 is within your abilities now, and then to develop, to practice. Is it samaditi, samma sangapo? Samma sangapo, like, like the intention, the right or perfect intention, or attitude, this kind of, like the understanding, right understanding, then leads to the, the right intention or inclination or attitude. And to sama waja, sama kamanda, sama chivo, to to the responsibility of of say uh, of action and speech, right speech, right action, right livelihood. Here in the monastic life, you've got you've got uh, the perfect form for right action, right. Right speech, right action, right livelihood, and then it's all very, you know, it is a setup really for right developing right speech, right action. The is very helpful. Helps is very, it's very uh, to be mindful of action and and livelihood, the way we live our lives. How we, how we get our food, how we uh, survive, and, and make uh, you know the four requisites and the, the the life of the samana. So that if this, I mean, one can still um, break all the rules and and uh, make a mess out of it, but but uh, you don't have to do that. You can. You can actually develop right speech, right action, right livelihood, and it's all very, uh, very much more clear and and uh, uncomplicated, unconfusing uh, in the in monastic uh, structure because it was set up by the Buddha to, as a, as that opportunity for for developing. Samawaja, samagamanto, samachivo. And then the sama, why almost sama sati sama samadhi. 
right effort, right mindfulness, right concentration. And that comes through, through this letting go. Sama vayamo, sama sati, sama samadhi is, is, is this is the, the through the, this letting go of the habit formation the, and, and, and the non-grasping, the non-holding of the five khandas. But with many of us, there are problems very much like emotional problems, isn't it? And, in the Western world, uh, you know, talking uh, just from my own experience and talking and, and knowing you, all of you, or most of you, the problems that arise are very much on an emotional level. You're certainly intelligent enough to figure it all out in the, on the intellectual level, but on the emotional level is where we fail, isn't it? Where we get confused. Because oftentimes we, we do figure it out, uh, and, and, and we can teach, we teach, we give credible, scintillating talks on Dhamma practice, like this, and Four Noble Truths, and and certainly, you know, intellectually, people here are quite gifted, but emotionally, where are we? And so, the, um, this, uh, on the, the Vedananupasana, Titanupasana level, of contemplating feeling, the sensitivity that we're, to recognize sensitivity the attraction, the repulsion, the, the neutral uh, sense experiences. Just to and to, and we're contemplating it. We're not we're not trying to to suppress feeling or to uh, you know try to to live in a realm of neutral feeling. Just become kind of neutral zombie uh, as a, as some kind of goal, some kind of upeka achievement. See, sometimes translate upeka as a kind of indifference, like the Pope's uh, version of Buddhism. The Buddhists uh, aim for total indifference to a world which is evil. So you're just trying to get into some kind of neutral gear, kind of total indifference, totally unfeeling. And and, uh, so, so that the the, the way to now of, of, of the extreme is you're just, you're just ignoring the whole thing. That's not, it's not Vedananupasana or Samadhi. But it's, it's uh, recognizing the Vedana as Vedana. Seeing Vedana in Vedana. Seeing and, and contemplating the, the power of attraction. You know? Of, of pleasure, of pain, and recognizing neutral feeling, being able to contemplate, meditate on it, seeing it as an object, a foundation for mindfulness. And ditanopasana, the the aramana, the arom, the mood, 
the state of mind, the movement of emotion, the feeling of, of happiness or frustration. I find it very interesting to observe things meant mood like frustration or or uh, confusion, emotional confusion. Sometimes life gets very confusing, or one feels just very confused in in the mind, and then. To, to contemplate the feeling, the mood of just not knowing what to do and where you're at and what should you do and what should I do about this? And problems come up, you know. You say, Ajahn Sumato, we've got a problem with this and we, we, you know, we've got to do something about this and, and uh, you're the uh, abbot of the monastery and you've... Uh, what are we going to do about it? And then, uh, then one can get into people. I used to be pulled into these kind of things. That people come at me like that. Well, we've got to do something. Then, then you, then you get into a, a flat about it, along with them, and increase the amount of confusion. And then, uh, and then, then there's then the reaction to that is. Go away, don't bother me. Shut up. Leave me alone. Can't be bothered. Want to go off to a cave. I'm fed up with Amravati. Want to go off to a cave in the Himalayas. There's a reaction to, to I can't bear to be asked to make another decision, solve another problem, deal with another issue. Please, not another meeting. Please leave me alone. Put, do not disturb or sign on my door. Lock the door. Pull the curtains. One way of handling it. <laughs> but the the way that is helpful is to observe the the to be able to to get up to to develop that. And you have to work at it, like in situations that are where you really push to your limits and all that, where you do start noticing what you're feeling. Just the, the sense of feeling confused or, or exasperated or fed up. Or just, and what does it feel like as a mood? And then you can, like with the sound of silence, you use that as a background. And then what does it feel like? to feel this, this way. And then sustaining attention on that feeling, not analyzing it, not, not trying to figure out, figure it out of why you feel this way, but just recognizing it this way. And then it, then you're allowing it to cease. You're, you're, you realize it's cessation if you're patient enough with it and skillful enough in doing this practice you actually will be able to, to and you'll find then your your ability to to uh, deal with your emotions is, is increasingly you, you know you're, you're you're not so reactive and so kind of helpless victim of emotional uh, of your of your emotional habits that you're letting them fade away you're letting those those emotional habits 
uh, you're letting them fade out. There, there, there's a fading, uh, a sense of their kind of diminishing. They don't just disappear overnight, but the, that they, they're increasing, they're less of a problem until they, there is a, well, they, they don't seem to be any more of a problem at all. Like with anger or with, uh, um, it's the, it's being, uh, say, just in, in, in life uh, where you're feeling the pressures on you. People, you know, having responsibilities, having to be in, uh, having to do a lot of things, or having a lot of of uh, things going on around you. The, the pressures of that. One can also use use those situations for this kind of practice. But beware, always see that what you're, you know, not to, not to uh, uh, jump for joy because you think you understand. It's an ongoing challenge. And it becomes, as you develop it, it, it becomes more, it becomes more natural for you to do this, to, to, to resolve problems in this way. It becomes, you know, at first it, you forget and, and, uh, and uh, you, and you easily can flip back into your old habits or inadequate ways of dealing with things. But don't let that discourage you, you can, because you're, it, it's just that we're patient and, and uh, um, fortitude and willingness to, to uh, keep, keep uh, kind of noticing and, and learning how to sustain attention on the mood. Doubt, uncertainty, uh, kind of nebulous, amorphous moods. You know, they're not, like anger is very obvious, it's sharp, and, or lust. Lust is another one that's very good to work with in this work. Like uh, lustful thoughts of fantasies and like this, to, to, to turn to the sound of silence. You start going into the habit, habitual kind of uh, sexual fantasies. And then you go to the sound. It's very difficult sometimes because sexual fantasies are pleasurable. At least I find them so. <laughs> and so then to to give them up is like uh, it's like like you do have a sense of dying. Uh, giving up sexual uh, fantasies is, or sexual uh, desire is, is a, like a death, really. You, you feel, feel like you're dying. At least that's one way of describing it. It's, it's, it's sexual desire is such a powerful kind of emotional uh, or instinctual uh, experience of the body, and then the, the emotional is to kind of, the emotions want to 
to follow it. It's very powerful. And, it, and not following is like, like, a, like a kind of da- dying experience. But you don't die. <laughs> In fact, you, you know, it's very peaceful not to have have uh, have just uh, a lot of have that kind of thing going on in your mind. Sexual desire is exciting, excites the mind, but it's not peaceful. You won't, you don't get peace, uh, peaceful mental states through through uh, thinking about sex. You get excited, it's exciting, it's pleasurable. But then this way of taking you toward toward the realization of peace, calm, no thing. But it's, but it's doing it in the, with the right attitude of turning, you know, of, 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 of practicing with it, not just, not just use it as, a, as another form of repression. That's why the right understanding is so is so is is the important thing to to learn how to to see things in the right way, so that you're not just just trying to get rid of sexual desires or you're trying to suppress them or you're trying to get rid of anger just by suppressing it or trying to to annihilate bad thoughts or or negative emotions just by rejecting them I mean this is where you really observe if there's any kind of desire to get rid of in, in aversion. That recognize also to, to use the, 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 that the desires to get rid of, of bad things and learn to, to recognize that feeling of wanting to get rid of. Uh, so that you, you're, you're you recognize it very quickly, is it can be a very kind of self-righteous emotion. Right. You should get rid of bad things, isn't it? Bad things should be destroyed. That's how we think. Evil should be uh, extirpated. How do you like that one? Evil should be extirpated from the mind. That's how we think, the thinking mind goes into get rid of evil, uh, do good, purify the mind, the advice of the Buddhas. The, 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 so this is a limitation of language. I mean, language is a function to use. It's not, it's not the world. It's not the, it's not the truth. It's, uh, so that uh, language is limited. Thinking is a limited function. So in this intuitive awareness, it, it, uh, you're, you're, you're you're getting beyond the, the thinking process. You're not depending on thought as your as something that you the reason and logic 
of, of your thinking, that you develop through thinking, that your insight, you're having the insight, seeing the reality behind the words, behind the perceptions of the sensual realm. Mm-hmm. 